Game for Thought Podcast. Reflections on ethics and gaming. With Ruth and Robin. Hi everyone, we're Ruth. And Robin. <laughs> Welcome to the start of the second season officially of Game for Thought. Uh, this podcast is originally based on the Game for Thought live stream, but as we said in the prologue episode, we're diverting a bit from that. So um, this time we are discussing esports. Man, this is a good topic. <laughs> Love the esports topic. It's a good topic to start off the season with as well because it's very broad and very like almost everyone's heard of it at least because it's even in news sometimes. So yeah, and Ooh. everybody's heard of it, but no one knows what <laughs> it is except for, of course, the people that actively follow esports, yeah. which I think a lot of our listeners will. I hope so. Because yeah. then this will be far more interesting if they actually know. Yeah, then they can be like, you bit. don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah. That's not true. They can yeah. email us and all that. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, esports, for those who don't know what it is, do you want to explain? It's actually in the name. Yeah. Right? It's one of the <laughs> easiest things to understand. It's like normal sports leagues that everybody knows, football and mm, anything yeah. like that. Just digitally, just <laughs> online, online, just the, yeah. the game version of that. Yes. That's what esports are. Yeah, very concise and easily explained. Um, we have a few topics that we want to discuss. Um, the first one is how did esports become this big? Now, this is something I don't really know anything about, so I hope Robin does. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I can, I can help you with that. Now, bear with me. It's a bit yeah. of a journey All we're right. going to go on. I... I I actually prepared for this. Um, the reason I prepared for this is because I teach this class to my students. Um, but we're going to not do it in a teachery way. I hope so. <laughs> okay. I, I, I hope I can do this entertaining. Um, so where all of this starts um, is with the arcades that we used to have. Ooh, that far back? Yeah, yeah, that far back. So back then you had Donkey Kong. Yeah. And Donkey Kong was actually one of the first games that they organized tournaments for. Back then, those tournaments were mostly word of mouth. So you would talk to people, uh, and yeah. those arcades were located in, in pubs, in, in yeah. arcade halls, and, and then they would be like, oh, on Sunday, there's a tournament. And the only way you'd know how far everybody ranked was either to be there um, or to have it published in, in specific related journals or on online yeah. leaderboards when the internet started. But let's go, we're still in the era before the internet. So yeah. back then it was all word of mouth and you had to beat the kid on your block. That <laughs> was basically it. Yeah. That was the scope and, and breadth of tournaments. Companies saw that this got interesting. People really yeah, wanted to potential. compete. Yeah, yeah, it had potential. So of course they put a little prize money on there, but it was still a very local event competitions very much kept out of the public spotlight now like with most things that changes when the internet comes around the yeah. internet is such a huge milestone in gaming and in our world uh, but the internet is usually a tipping point for anything that that happens any evolution um now for gaming for esports you have starcraft yes yeah, so StarCraft, uh, especially StarCraft 2, but it started with StarCraft, was one of the first ones that actively got competition out there and what we could call an organized setup. 
like a professionally yeah. organized setup. Because you had organized leagues, but that's mostly, again, under fans of specific games themselves. And the prize money would be everybody puts 10 bucks <laughs> yeah. in the pool and the winner takes, takes it, it all. Yeah. StarCraft was one of the first ones where it got organized from higher up. There were no rules, no regulations, <laughs> no, no specific <laughs> things except for the game itself. Luckily, it was done in South Korea where people are extremely nice back yeah. then. Uh, when it comes to those things, so everything ran smoothly and was hugely, hugely popular. popular. Yeah, and that sparked, of course, uh, the interest. You you started getting ranking uh, ladders. Uh, people could compete, could see, could have point systems. All of that got introduced around the StarCraft period, which is around two thousand and two ish. So. Yeah. Coming from arcades, which is in the 70s, yeah, all the way, gap. that's a huge gap. Yeah. That's 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 the gap we're, yeah. t we're talking about. So that's how long it took for something like esports um, to catch on. But of course, now is the question, can we already talk about esports back then? N not not really. Um, I'm going to go on a, on a small tangent here. StarCraft is so popular mm. that people wanted more. But not a lot of the games that were out there really lent itself to either an audience, to competitive play. I mean, there's only so much we're going to shoot each other <laughs> before you want something yeah. different. You want a little bit of spice. So what esports did was organically grew its own genre, its own type of game. Do you know what that is? I'm thinking of Dota. Type. Yeah, so it is Defense of the Ancients, yeah. which was a mod on uh, on a Warcraft game, Dota, uh, yeah. right now, and League of Legends. Yeah, it all came out yeah. of that. Yeah, they're all MOBAs. So yeah. MOBAs uh, is 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 a genre of games, a type of gameplay, more like a, more than a genre of games. Now MOBAs free to play, anybody could kick in, inherently competitive. In theory, everyone in can. In theory, <laughs> everybody can play. But I've it's a low, it. low threshold. <laughs> yeah, it's to get a low threshold. It. Yeah. Yeah. So the cool part is, is that the esports um, scene, which still isn't really a scene at that point, starts kicking off and, and invents yeah. its own niche, basically. Um, that's a little bit of a tangent uh, about what happened. How, how do we get to esports from that? So we got the games, we got all of that yeah. set up, uh, we got the interest from the player base. And then we get to the esports itself. What well, we need leagues, we need we need broadcasting, we need sponsorships. Yeah. So the first one to try that was um, a company called Major League Gaming. They tried it in 2002 as well, which was the release of StarCraft. So at that time, they tried to promote video games as a sport. Here's what they did: they took <laughs> a slot on TV stations. Oh. And they, they funded it, they broadcasted it, you know, 8 to 10. It's going to be this sporting event, you know, this yeah. esports event. They tried to expose it to the world uh, like that. Guess what happened? I don't think it took off. No, it kind of blew up in their faces because here's the thing. If you have an entire generation that grows up on the internet, that watches things on the internet, that they, plays they games watch. on the internet, uh, yeah. they're not going to watch it on television. Yeah. And that's exactly what happened. These gamers, we need more convenience than <laughs> having <lazy>. to <laughs> tune into the television. So it didn't, it didn't work out. It failed spectacularly. Yeah. Basically, what we needed was our own kind of platform. I'm assuming it really kicked off with the introduction of YouTube then. It kicked off with the introduction of YouTube um, in a way, 
because we have our own. Yeah, now I'm we not have gonna Twitch. But yeah, well, it's only at the start, at the launch of Twitch, that esports start taking off. Oh. Now, there were esports things that were broadcasted on YouTube and everything like that, but even that wasn't a major success. But unlike TV and YouTube, Twitch was a success. Specifically for gaming. Specifically for gaming. So now we have something, it kicks off, people get interested, um, and we start getting leagues. And we start getting League of Legends. Mm. So (laughs) more than one league (laughs) gets launched. So in 2009, League of Legends uh, has has its beta form. Mm. It kicks off. It's wildly popular. Uh, League of Legends is like the... Texas Hold'em <laughs> of the of the of the gaming. Uh, yeah, it's genre. one of the, it's the. I think it's the only one that makes the news, like the regular news here yeah. in Belgium as well. Yeah, absolutely. So it's so it's a giant yeah. giant enterprise now. But they were there at the at the start of this industry of the esports industry, and that's how we rolled into esports as we know it today. The success of League, the success of MOBAs of Dota. Um, it was actually MOBAs that paved the way, and then the other games started jumping in yeah. again. You know, the the ones that made it successful in the beginning, which were fighting games, shooting games, started when we were talking in. about yeah. the arcades, yeah. then shooting games when we were talking about the internet, and then MOBAs, and now it comes full circle. We are reintroducing fighting games and shooting. Yeah, games. now we have esports of everything. There's now been we have uh, yeah. Stardew Valley is getting esports as well, which is mind blowing to See, me. I, did, I didn't know that one. <laughs> that seems to. It was announced last week that there will be a prize pool and an esports tournament for Stardew Valley. So <laughs> I, I have so many questions <laughs> about that. Uh, uh, I'll link it in the show notes, but it's. Uh, it's a wild announcement. I got no idea how that <laughs> how that's gonna work. Um, from what I've read, it works in teams. So you make a team. Yeah, you make a team. So obviously, uh, when you make a farm, you can co-op it as well. Mm-hmm. So you make a team, and then you have someone who's good at fishing, someone who's good at mining, someone who's good at, and you have to do everything the fastest. So for fishing, I think it is fill up your fishing compendium as fast as you can. For mining, it's get to the bottom of the mines as fast as you can. Stuff like that. I don't know if I can watch that. (laughs) Yeah, I don't Uh, think how... I'm sure there's there's always a niche audience who wants that, but no thank you. (laughs) And that was... I love Stardew Valley. I love playing Stardew Valley. I love watching other people play Stardew Valley. It's very calming. I don't think esports is a good idea sometimes (laughs) everyone and everything tries to jump on the bandwagon it doesn't always work Uh, we'll see how it plays out for all we know it's highly successful but hey i'm (laughs) i'm holding out hope then for my animal crossing esports league i would love that i would play i would watch that i would join in (laughs) love animal crossing um of course with esports uh now that it's kicked off officially uh there's also been some controversies along the line you say some <laughs> controversies. There's a lot, a lot of controversies <laughs> when it comes to esports. Uh, one of uh, the biggest ones I've written down was uh, some esports players being accused of sexual harassment, which is I'm not gonna name people here, but there's been quite a few who've got sexual harassment. Uh, how do you say it? Charges against accusations, them. Accusations. Yeah. yeah. So let uh. me name a few people. Um, <laughs> no, I'll, I I won't do that. I won't. Uh, if you if you stop me, I I'm not gonna do that. Now, it's um, 
it's a wild west out yeah. there for the esports genre now nowadays and i'm i'm talking the last three ish years we're getting some regulations yeah. but you have to understand that the esports scene is new. still in its yeah. infancy yeah we're getting regulations we're getting kind of like ethics boards that that get involved with esports we're getting uh, all, all of that sort of big brother yeah. uh, looking in on esports which is both a good and a bad thing it legitimizes what esports is doing it's getting the same scrutiny as other sports so in that way it becomes a bit more professional yeah. and and less of a of a niche thing it, yeah. it grows bigger on the other hand it might stifle a little bit of the creativity that the sector is known for kind of doing its own things gamers are always looking for their own thing to do kind mm. of breaking off from the mold but i think it's a positive thing going back to that wild west phase which we're i would say we're still in there despite yeah, uh, despite everything yeah some people the, and and that's why when you said some controversies, <laughs> there have been a lot. Yeah, and a lot of the yeah. same controversies that yeah. historically there have been in, in actual sports leagues. Because we're still dealing with people here. Mm. And people are sh <laughs> in general. <laughs> just in general. Yeah, unfortunately. Um, I don't have a whole lot to say about it. I just... Yeah, I'm, me glad neither it's I'm glad it's... I would say it's getting... Like, if people get called out about it, there's like more swift action taken yeah. by the teams as well yeah like they're much faster to say okay we draw the line here you gotta go if you do stuff like this and i think for me it's not an esports thing no you know it's just yeah, people, it's people being people, stupid yeah. not 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 being respectful towards yeah, one but another the thing about what used to be like the wild west thing they mm. just got to do that and got away with it yeah and only recently yeah. it's been like people get kicked out of the teams for it which i think is a very good thing because it's also because be <laughs> because gamers are a very vocal online yeah. component so of course someone <laughs> up everybody's gonna jump on that yeah. bandwagon and, and start hollering for blood which isn't always the best thing not to always do, but but it's effective yeah yeah Definitely. So that's what th that's what's going on there. There's um, <laughs> it's a mess. <laughs> Don't get there's into not it. a lot to say about those sexual harassment claims. People are people are stupid. People should be a lot more respectful. That's mm. my opinion on it. That's very concise, and I stand behind that. Um, some other things I had written down as well was uh, the Hong Kong debacle yeah. with Blizzard. Uh, there was one specific with Blizzard. I don't know if other companies have had issues with that. Probably. Probably. It would make sense that that yeah. spills over. What's What's your opinion on that? Um, so first off, for people who don't know what yep. happened, <laughs> before I say my opinion on it, um, during a stream, so there were multiple cases, but there was one uh, during a Overwatch stream where they showed a sign and that got like cancelled i think they got like if the frame got taken out of it or something it was very weird and then there was something else with the hearthstone tournament i think it was where the winner said they supported uh hong kong and then they got like immediately banned, banned and their prize money was taken mm -hmm. and and everything like that player suddenly didn't exist anymore <laughs> uh and it was very um I mean, the internet, like you said, they're very vocal. Uh, they absolutely did not agree with what Blizzard was doing, uh, cutting out stuff like that and like banning that player. And they banned two casters, I think, as well mm -hmm. from the Hearthstone tournament. 
Uh, it was all very extreme to me. And I get that they have ties with uh, China. I get that. I understand that. But, like, I wouldn't immediately say. And it's a very, like, it's a tense political situation. I get. I also understand that. But to drag that into games, like, if they would just have let it happen instead of removing the parts and removing the player, there would have been a lot less controversy about it. It would have just happened. And no one would have batted an eye. Probably. I assume that people would have been like, okay, and that was it. That happened. Yeah. Yeah. And now because they banned, because they removed that frame, because they banned the player, because they banned the cast, uh, Blizzard is very much... Now it's a thing. Yeah. Now it's a thing that Blizzard is very much known for, for being anti-Hong Kong. Well, I think this is going to happen a couple of times on this podcast where you are the absolute moral authority <laughs> and, and are the good person sitting here and i'm gonna Sorry. play i'm gonna play devil's advocate right you do that. i'm not i'm not saying that this is my viewpoint i just for discussion's sake yeah do you not think that which blizzard has clearly stated they have a non-political standpoint right they don't want that in their um tournaments they don't want that in their teams they don't want any of that yeah these teams have to sign contracts about that that. same for the shoutcasters can't share political opinions Mm -hmm. that's just a general thing in entertainment usually that you don't carry out a political yeah uh standpoint the thing about what happens in the audience that's that they didn't sign anything those people are allowed to do that the shoutcasters so the present presenters uh, of the show they shouldn't have been able to do that Mm. they shouldn't uh, they should be more professional i thought the only thing they did was ask questions to the winner and i thought they didn't say like they did themselves didn't explicitly say okay we support Hong Kong." i know i think but i think that's a wrong judgment call to have Mm -hmm. made i think they once again should have just let that happen but not go in on it Mm. because they these people are professionals they they know what they're doing they know they're gonna talk about a political standpoint even if they don't take one up themselves. So while personally on the whole Hong Kong situation, I think it's an atrocity, right? Yeah. That's, that's my personal opinion yeah. on it. Professionally, I don't really disagree with what Blizzard does when it comes to that. Yeah, but where do you draw the line? Everything's exactly. political. Yeah, so that's that's the, n- the next stage, yeah. of course. You have to evaluate, is, is, is this political? Are they doing a pro-Chinese standpoint when they're doing that? Are they doing, or, or are they hiding behind their rules and saying, no, this is a rules thing? That's what they said they did, right? That's what they said, yeah. but it's also what they did. Yeah. It, it is correct what they said about that. Those contracts do exist. Those yeah, rules do exist. So they didn't, you know, suddenly do that purely out of a political yes, motive. Yes, but again, where do you draw the line? Because then they support Pride, for example, because they've added Pride flag stuff uh, to their games. Mm-hmm. Uh, they supported Black Lives Matter. They've donated. Where do you draw the line? You can't say for one thing, we hide behind the rules. True. But then for the other thing, you don't. But that, that, bri- is like that brings a question. Is one political and is the other one moral? Yeah, that's the thi- that's what I was going to ask. It's more of a moral decision that they yeah. that they removed those, uh, that they removed the casters and the. No, thing. no. I'm what I'm saying is that the even though it's a political topic, it's not politics. It's not nations when you're talking about gender, sexuality. No, I race agree with and, that. And but lots of, of people see it as a political because yes. there was a lot of. Uh, 
commentary on them supporting Black Lives mm-hmm. Matter, on them supporting mm-hmm. But then doing that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's a tough one. It's a, it's a difficult line to cross mm. nowadays. You you have to it's it's that that old adage in in for a penny in for a pound. If you do decide to take up those standpoints, if you want the the yeah, what I call the brownie points yeah, for being yeah. I'm pro LGBTQ and yeah. and all of that. Yeah, then you gotta do, you gotta go for the whole nine yards. Exactly. You you gotta be be a good person, be a morally mm. good company. Yeah. Which no company is. I don't think <laughs> exists. So in a way, did they do something wrong by saying oh, you're banned? You're doing you're doing that. It's still up for debate. I don't think we're gonna we're gonna find a consensus on no, this. No, I think I think they purely rules draw, wise. Like, yeah, they did a correct thing. Yes, I agree with that. Ethically. They didn't, of course. Yeah. But they're a company. They 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 shouldn't do yeah. ethics when they have rules in place. Mm, okay. <laughs> See, that's that's where it gets that's where it gets tricky, right? Yeah. I'm I'm talking about keeping your your the professional side separate from from the morality side. Yeah. Of things. If you sign a contract not to talk about political things, then you, you don't talk about yes. political things. And that's why they were right in banning that player um, and in stopping that in its tracks. No matter w- the standpoint the company takes on it, that's a whole different <laughs> matter for me, right? Yeah. I, I think they took the wrong standpoint yeah. when it comes to that. Yeah. Um, but then we're turning into a political podcast, <laughs> I believe. Yeah, probably. But yeah, I just. I don't agree with Blizzard <laughs> on a lot of things, <laughs> so <laughs> let's As keep it at that. <laughs> that. That is, you're absolutely correct <laughs> when it comes to that. Same here. <laughs> Still, unfortunately, make very good games. It's a huge level of polish. You you can't yeah, say. Yeah, I can't say it's not good, but I've I've had this discussion with my dad as well with mm-hmm. the recent uh, lawsuit uh, that came to light. Right. Um. He was also like, they make very good games, and I was like, is a good game worth what those people go through at the company? That is generally uh, like something I wonder. Like I would rather not play a good, like a good game. What what makes a good game? You know, there's a lot of things that make a good game. But do you want to play a game like that's made like that? Like I would la- rather sacrifice their hits games, even though I put thousands and thousands of hours into Overwatch. Yeah, I would give it like I, I'm still playing it. I'm being a bit hypocritical. I'm talking against my own uh, case here. I'm still playing it because I also think it's not uh, the responsibility of the consumer to put pressure on a company to change. That is see, see yeah, but those are two different yeah, conversations. Yeah, once again, right? I'm, I'm going to be the evil side of this podcast. Yeah. Um, I've had that discussion as well about if we should play or not play. But yeah. uh, about there's a lot of advancements yeah. we have in our world that came there by evil means yeah, and, and non-ethical uh, ways of of getting there that we use on a daily basis. Should I we agree, stop? See, I agree with that. See, using I, those, I also I I still play and I advocate for people yeah. to keep playing because yeah. you will punish the devs at the bottom. Who have nothing to do yeah, with this lawsuit. Exactly. Which is something I do not want to do. You can't punish one you without punish, punish yeah, the other you one. You punish everyone there. I, I personally think this is something a company, it's good that this comes to light. Yeah. It needs to get attention. Yeah, it does. But you as a player, I'm, I'm going to be honest, you, you no. are not able to affect this. No, You're I, able to yeah. affect this by talking about 
Online, the subject yeah. by bringing it to light yeah. by not letting that go, but by not playing the game, you you're not having the yeah, impact you think I've you have. That's what I've yeah. been arguing as well, especially because where do you draw the line? Because yeah. again, Amazon. They're not exactly good to their people. Almost yeah. everyone I know has an Amazon subscription. It's, it's, it's always the it's always the thing. Can you separate the work from the person? Because it, it, it's one of those. Um, yeah. I'm going on a on a slight tangent here, but Kevin Spacey, yeah. the actor, yeah. a lot of bad came out about him. Does that make him a worse actor? No, really. I don't think <laughs> so. He's still a great actor. Might be a horrible person. Yeah. I, d- I don't know. They we're like still not out on that. I understand that they got rid of him in House of Cards, but that mm-hmm. doesn't make House of Cards a bad show, for that example. Exactly, exactly. So, so it's w- it's one of those situations. Can mm. you separate... I'm going I'm going to music now. Michael Jackson, yeah. also a lot of controversy. Yeah. Does that make him a worse artist? No, not at all. He's still the king of pop. Mm. It's yeah, I agree with that. And I've there's been... like I'm in the Overwatch Discord as well. And there's been lots of conversation about this, about should we stop playing? And I've been very vocally arguing that we shouldn't because we really will be punishing the people who don't deserve punishing. Exactly. And the thing is... And there's a lot more of those yeah, than exactly. on the other hand. And I think on, on Overwatch also, they want to change McCree. Yeah, his name. Because it's yeah, based it's on one of the... Yeah, uh, one of the... One of the higher ups yeah. uh, that got involved in the scandal still hasn't been proven to be part of it. The so only gotta be one who actually that. got named yeah. was a bl- uh, was oh, Blizzard, obviously uh, a, a World of Warcraft. Uh, I can't pronounce his name. His name is very difficult. Uh, but he got fired already is two years ago. Ian has a costus? No, no, no. He's one of the good guys. Um, um, it's a World of Warcraft developer, but I don't. Right. I can't, I'm sorry, I can look up his name, but I can't it's pronounce all good. it. And I them. don't want to butcher his name, yeah. so yeah. <laughs> I'm just going to keep it at that. But you can look up the lawsuit and you can see his name is literally mm-hmm. named mm-hmm. in there. He's the only one who's actually properly named. And there's been a second lawsuit, I don't know if you know about that, but now the shareholders of Blizzard have also filed for a lawsuit because this controversy is so big and they, their stocks are getting in. They're losing, yeah, they're losing money. They're losing and money. that's... That's the good thing. That's what we need. That's how the change happens. Yeah, Not because of us players, but because of shareholders putting pressure that on That is them. a good thing. And unfortunately, that's going to come down on the smaller people working in the company. They're going to get fired. Mm-hmm. The big guys are going to get fired. Mm. But make no doubt about mm. that. But so do the smaller people because less money means yeah. downsizing. That is true. So that's the unfortunate consequence of, of something yeah. like this now does that mean that we shouldn't do it it's not not at all that's not what i'm what yeah. i'm advocating it's gotta you gotta keep pressing where it hurts and it's gonna hurt yeah on any on everyone yeah. right but that sort of behavior needs to be weeded out of like this industry yeah of this unfortunately very male dominated mm. game industry now it is getting better yeah i was going to say most of the people named like the one named and the most of the people that seem to be involved in it who are now getting fired as well seem to be more of the older yeah. generation yeah. of game developers it seems that way to me at look least. i i i teach to a, a new generation of, yeah. of game developers game creators and i'm i'm not a woman i i don't know i i don't suffer that kind of harassment uh yeah. that that females do but when I see the way that they interact with each other, the way that they think about these things, yeah, it is getting better. 
Mm. Unfortunately, all progress happens slowly. It's yeah. not going to happen overnight. That that old gen and uh, I'm saying that old generation, yeah. but there's good people yeah. in there too. But that old generation needs to get weeded out. It, it takes time. That new generation, those new values need to come in. And who knows, in, in 30 years, they'll be the ones in the wrong again. <laughs> That's also just the reality yeah. of our society. Every once in a while, and we're, we're, <laughs> we're going off on a tangent <laughs> from esports here and, and diving straight into ethics. But every once in a while, I feel people are trying to push progress just a little bit too hard in an unrealistic way. You need to push hard to get progress, but then you can't expect it to happen overnight. No, it doesn't. Not. It's it's unrealistic to expect the that. The only thing I expect now from this case is that everyone who was involved yes. to go. And that's yeah, it. Gets the ban hammer. Yeah, that's it. Like I don't expect to like that Blizzard suddenly becomes this super ethical company. That's that not gonna happen. I would love that. It would be great, but it, that's probably not a thing that's going to happen like anytime soon. But it's happening for a majority mm. of companies and yeah. and to just bring it a little bit back to esports, <laughs> it's all this attention esports have been getting, all yeah. these viewers, these these leagues, these prizes, this just global attention. Mm. That's going to cause a lot of these issues to yeah. come out as well. So that's a good thing that mm -hmm. companies that want to get into esports better well have their books clean because it it will be found out people are fanatical about esports just like in the real sports yeah, world you still get scandals there they get found out because there's a lot of attention to it you yeah. get to say we're talking about blizzard now but riot yeah uh, riot is just as bad yeah i, I think it's <laughs> even had, worse they've had there. a lawsuit riot. as well so yeah. um another thing to go to the next topic yes it's also about blizzard uh pocketing overwatch league prize money and as I think I didn't write that, I think you yeah. did. So what happened was they had a crowdfunding as well to get this. more yeah. people involved, more money, more more prizes that they could hand out. But that escalated. Mm. That went really well. I'm, I'm going to call it a Patreon thing, yeah. right? Let's say the Patreon was hugely successful. They did it via something else, but I don't remember. Patreon, hugely successful. A mm. lot of money is streaming yeah, in from viewers. <laughs> so they not only have the, the viewing revenue, they not only have the tickets, all, all of that, the, the broadcasting rights, they got the crowdfunded money as well. So Blizzard's a smart company in how <laughs> they get money out of your pockets because you're yeah. a fan, you want to support the thing, you want it to get bigger and yeah. bigger and bigger. You want to see numbers go up. Yeah. People want to see numbers go up. So there's a lot of money involved, more than Blizzard anticipated. So then they were like, okay, We'll take our operational costs out of it, which, in a way, kind of fair. It's yeah. fine. You get you gotta you want to set something up. It's gonna cost something. Yeah. So they took that money out of it, and then they were like, "Oh, but we still have a lot of money." What they should have done was distributed that among the prize money, yeah. which was what most people would expected have done and probably and, and is the normal yeah. thing to do when you're it's like having a, a fundraiser for uh, the cure of some kind of disease and then going well but actually we're not gonna <laughs> really give it to the disease we're gonna use so yeah. and that's what they did they started not dividing it among the or at least not everything they promised to yeah. divide not what that patreon was for and they started pocketing some of that money now I don't know why they thought they could get away <laughs> with that. It's just a stupid decision all yeah. around. There's there's not much to say about that. That's just 
sheer stupidity. Yeah, but also I think in most crowdfunding things, the crowd can see how much money is funded, yeah. so they like can kind of keep an eye on where the expenses go. So it's definitely yep, and not it's the, the smartest decision. it's the thing where Blizzard started. You know, they went, oh, we'll take our operational costs out of it, and then people were like okay that seems fair we'll we'll mm. agree to that and then this and then that and it just started stacking and then yeah. people started calculating okay but how much have you actually taken out of that what was supposed to be prize money for the players mm. and it it was a lot bigger yeah. than people expected and that's that's of course when the masses start clamoring for blood again i mean which is a good fair. thing which <laughs> is a good thing you can't set something up to be extra prize money as a reward for players and then take that away that's mm. that's not okay and another one I see that you wrote down that I also absolutely know nothing about is uh, the CSGO spectator bug with yeah. coaches. Yeah, so there's there's this thing for Counter-Strike Go. Um, there's a lot of different controversies. It's not always money, <laughs> yeah. right? Where coaches were starting to get a bit um, too, too full of the, too full oh. of themselves and too involved. So this first up, they, they started demanding their own given laptop with um, access into the code of the game so that they could get an overview of the battlefield and in that way directly communicate to their teams during a match. Sure, I can I can sort of see, see me, why that is, but that's, that's, a bit on, that's a bit dodgy. <laughs> um, for me personally, they should see what their players are seeing and then yeah. react to that, but not get an overview. Yeah, exactly. But then there was a uh, a bug which they found in the Counter-Strike uh, maps where they could also get spectator views of their opponents. Oh. Yeah, so now you're thinking, okay, but a spectator view is always a, a general view over of the entire match. That's not the kind of spectators they were supposed to have. They were supposed to be able to ping in between all their players and, and go from one to the mm. other and get an overview of that player, not through the player's character but over yeah. that player so that they can go, okay, the next time you're rounding that corner, you know they're always there. We, we yeah. saw that they were waiting in ambush. Watch out there. So, which I think is an okay thing for a coach to do because else why would you have coaches? <laughs> but then they were able to do that for the other Enemy teams team, yeah. and then they were able to sort of take over what shoutcasters are seeing you know a very big yeah. overview of the map which is not okay anymore because they were just calling out the enemy position yeah to exactly their yeah. that was the first thing i thought of when you said they had a spectator <laughs> mode i thought it was what the cast yeah yeah were no, seeing, and i was that like they were able to do because of a bug oh. both teams but both teams were like yeah but we get to both do that so that's fine and that's when people were like but is it really though because is, is it then like still yeah. yeah is it then still the players who are playing or is it just both of you trying to chess yeah you know you get an overview say, yeah. of the board and you're trying to position your players so that's sort of a little controversy that that happened in there where the company actually went like okay coaches you're gonna have to take the back seat from now on yeah we, we gotta limit the amount of influence you have on a game yeah that and like it makes sense to me <laughs> now that i hear your story it the, makes a ton yeah. of sense and yet always these kinds of situations happens i mean it makes a ton of sense that you're respectful to yeah. everyone <laughs> and that you don't uh you know sexually harass people mm. but then again apparently not to everybody it happens uh a subcategory another topic we want to talk about is women in esports yes 
very excited. Absolutely. <laughs> um, one of the most famous ones, and I can't talk about women in esports, especially for us Belgian people, uh, without mentioning her, is Shox. Yes, Efe de Efe. Yeah. Uh, she works, she's a caster in League of Legends, and she's very funny on Twitter. And during the World Cup, she was as well. <laughs> she made great TikToks. She even made the news with them. She got several awards for being the best yeah. caster, the best presenter for gaming events. She's yeah. she's amazing. She's and really she good. Really, like, on social media, she has a really good presence because she really shows the behind the scenes of mm -hmm. what happens as mm -hmm. well, which is, to me, like, really cool. It's something you never th really think about, how it happens behind the scenes. And then she's just there, like, oh, I'm going to take you on tour. And it's really cool. She has a really cool presence. Yeah. I don't really watch League of Legends uh, esports, so I can't Me really either. comment on... I'm assuming she does great because she's no, I, great. No, I have I have watched her in action on League of Legends out of professional uh, interest. interest. Yeah. yeah. She is extremely good. She is, um, in my opinion, definitely there by merit. Yeah. She's, she's good at her job. She knows what she's talking about. Uh, she does a good job. Now let me kick something onto the fire. Let me fuel the flames, okay. right? A little bit of controversy because else we would just be agreeing <laughs> with each other all day. Oh no. Do you think she does better as a shoutcaster because she's a woman? Um it's very hard to comment on because the only esports I watch is Overwatch League and there's only one woman yeah. caster in there, Zoe. Yeah. Um and I genuinely like all of them there. Here's the, here's the reason I'm asking, right? Games are right no, right now it's getting better. There's mm. a lot of female players, a lot of male players, but it's it's been a male dominated I'm gonna call it an industry yeah. uh, genre and whatever it is. Um a lot of young hormonal <laughs> male teenagers watching a beautiful woman explaining something they love. A game. She's uh, she's actually talked about this mm -hmm. on her social media. Shocks has talked about it. Um, she doesn't like people to think that first and for all that she just got the position because she's a woman, right? Because she's also like I put a lot of effort and a lot of work in this, and I like to think that I'm actually good at my job, and that I'm here for another reason than being a woman. Yeah. Um. What What I mean, right? Like, I, I've prefaced this by saying that I absolutely think she's there by yeah, merit, yeah. not by appearance. Yeah. What I mean is, can you be blind to that? Because she might not like to talk about it, yeah. but does that mean it's less of a thing? To me, it's not really, because I don't really care who explains it to me, but also I am a woman, so... Mm -hmm. uh, oh. <laughs> um, to me, it's mostly if they know what they're talking about, it doesn't really matter to me, like who's doing the talking um as long as they don't put someone there who knows absolutely nothing about the game i'm completely okay like if they can explain to me what's going on and how it's going and why it's happening i think that's still the most important yeah. part you, you want someone who knows <laughs> yeah, what they're talking exactly. about exactly and to me it doesn't matter if that's a male or a female voice who's doing the talking because most of like okay there's a pre-show and all that but like during the majority of the event you just hear their voice mm -hmm. so it doesn't really matter to me that much i'm just bringing it up because yeah, it's something it's to think about it's you can't it's not because it would be a negative thing that you yeah. can't think about it that's if it's, true if it's a factor it's in it's interesting success. to think about but i know that to me personally yeah it's something that doesn't matter because i like listening just as much to the male casters as the female casters it's not 
Like, I don't have a preference. I think there's a difference between the casters that you see and the casters that you don't see because she presents a lot of things yeah, as well. She does. It's not just her voice yeah, that, that matters. Does. Because I would argue that with her voice, it's it's pure skill. Yeah, but right? also, I don't think she ever presents anything alone. I think there's always a, a, a guy next to her. Which I think is a good thing. Yeah. Uh, you, you get that balance. You get you get Yeah, maybe but they do this on opinions. TV shows yeah. and stuff as well. Like, yeah. uh, for example, stupid example, Belgium's Got Talent always has a male and a female presenter, mm -hmm. which is the same it just me. appeals to a larger yeah. audience it's it's good yeah it's, it's a good representation i don't i don't mind it and if she looks pretty woo for her <laughs> i guess it's, good it's, for this, her. it's this <laughs> subconscious thing we as humans like looking yeah. at pretty things yeah we have true. it in our actors in our movies we, unless it's like this this typecast actor mm. in generally they always look good they do you know? they and do. there's a reason especially for 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 example for series Yeah. There's a reason why all the main characters look good because we have to look at them for long amounts of time. You do, yeah. you do 20, se uh, 20 episodes, nine seasons. <laughs> yeah, you you're gonna want to look at someone yeah. interesting, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. And it's one of those situations. Subconsciously, I do think it matters. Probably, yeah, yeah. but it's not something I'm like, oh, this doesn't have a female caster, for example. I'm yeah. not gonna watch it. Yeah. It's of course, it it's a factor. It's yeah, not the in deciding my opinion, factor. definitely not the deciding. Yeah. The deciding factor is you want to have a shotcaster who you feel you could have as a fan. You know, we get really yeah. intense about our game. You could have an in-depth discussion about the game with. You want to know that they know at least as much as you do yeah, about exactly, the game. Exactly. That's that's I think always the deciding factor. When someone's talking about a subject that you know a lot about, and they're just bullshitting, and they're supposed <laughs> to be there noticed. in an official position, yeah. you know, and that is what I think would turn most people off. All right. There is a other topic moving on from shops to the next one mm -hmm. uh, about the organizer of a Hearthstone tournament. Yeah. So there was a Hearthstone tournament in, I believe, Finland, um, which usually is quite a progressive, yeah. progressive country. And... Uh, This one did cause quite a lot of controversy because they decided to launch a Hearthstone tournament. Yeah. Just for males. So that was in the rules? That It was officially Ooh. ruled like that. It was a big tournament as well. It's not like one of those small... Yeah, at a convention. Uh, at a little small convention. Yeah. No, no. It was the official Hearthstone tournament there in Helsinki. I believe doesn't really matter where it was. Yeah. Uh, the official tournament... Just for males. You gotta know when they release <laughs> that. That that's that's what gets the internet going. Yeah. Um, uh, their reasoning yes. being, oh, but we're trying to legitimize esports. We're trying to make it a, a a known thing, a standard thing, and they do it in traditional sports. They separate male and female. That was their official reasoning for doing it. What's your opinion on the matter? I see you boiling <laughs> on the other side of this. Faces and all that. Um, yeah, obviously I disagree. Um, especially because for esports specifically, it's been proven that in performance, there's no difference between men and women. It's a mental so thing. Yeah, exactly. It's <laughs> okay, now <laughs> before people um, start... There is some difference. Yeah, you, you got, you're clicking, you're, yeah. there's reaction time, there's all of that. But you let's, can train that. Let's well, not so. bullshit our, yeah. our way around that. That's equal for men and yeah, women. Exactly. We can train that. Yeah, Exactly. So I think that's a bit... Yeah, I disagree with that. <laughs> and especially because it's in 
the official rules they stated like that no women mm-hmm. allowed which mm-hmm. is very yeah it's it was a like no but not only was it no women allowed there wasn't a female tournament oh that's even it worse was, it was then. a purely oh, male to, tournament we want to separate men and women but then you don't organize but we don't have a separation we just have one category <laughs> yeah because of course no Women play Hearthstone, right? Women Absolutely don't game. That, no. that doesn't exist. Oh my God, because you bring that up, women don't game. Yesterday, there was an... I know this is a bit of a, a tangent. Go again. off on a tangent. I love <laughs> me a good tangent. <laughs> um, there was an article in RTL, which is a high-end Dutch mm-hmm. um, newspaper. It was online newspaper. I think it's a newspaper. I don't know. Um, and it's the TV station. Probably. It's a TV yeah. station. Anyway, high-end online. You're a journalist. You yeah, know I know, this. I know. Uh, high-end Dutch uh, TV station. And uh, they made a Vox Pop. And if you don't know what a Vox Pop is, they went to go ask random people on the street a question. And uh, this question was if uh, t- two women, specifically, uh, what video games, if they play video games, I want video games. And the conclusion out of that article, like the headline was... Oh, you thought gaming was a men's world? Check out these women. And I was just like, oh, no. <laughs> and it was all, like, the most of them, the answers that came forward, because they asked random women in the street, mm-hmm. were, like, Candy Crush and mobile games, which is fine, by the mm-hmm. way. If you play that, cool it's a big for you. Thing. It's a big thing. And some mobile games are actually really good. I'm very guilty of playing them as well. Um, but that was, like, the consensus was, oh, Women play mobile games. Men play real games, you know? And it was very... <laughs> I was very... And a lot of people were very upset. My, might I <laughs> might I say to, to our listeners that that is highly untrue. There's yeah, statistics about yeah. this. It's not untrue. My girlfriend plays Call of Duty at I a play, level... I play Splitgate now, the new, yeah. new first-person yeah. shooter. I, I'm also better at it than my fiancé, so it's... Yeah. A, yeah, women in games terrify me. <laughs> they absolutely... I, I hear her curse in languages that haven't even been invented. <laughs> Way more intense than, than any male gamer I've ever seen. Yeah, but it's just that narrative, that mainstream media, especially here, for some reason, seem to push that. It's because, once again, games are getting normalized, are getting extremely popular. Yeah. Almost everybody plays games in one way or another. Yeah, exactly. And yet... Old media yeah, doesn't doesn't catch up it. to it. Uh, now I may be biased. Frust- I'm in this sector, right? It frustrates me to no end that this narrative of women don't play real games between mm-hmm. brackets mm-hmm. Uh, that this is still being pushed. Well, it's absolutely untrue, and I hate it. Yeah. <laughs> I hate it so much. It's something that makes my blood boil. Absolutely. T- tangent on your tangent to to <laughs> illustrate my point. Um, I talked to the Chamber of Commerce about esports. Mm. Uh, they they invited me to explain this topic because they don't know about it, which mm. is already in and of itself, I think, a good thing. Yeah, you don't know exactly. something. You ask let's, a let's invite someone. Yeah. Let let's learn. Right. Yeah. Always a good thing. They were astounded by the amount of money that is involved in esports. Yeah. Because of course I tailor my talk to the, the people, people yeah. uh, I'm, I'm talking to. And I said, these people want to know, is esports an investment or not? Yeah, right? exactly. what, what the hell is going on in this growing, rapidly, rapidly growing industry? It's not just gaming, it's esports as a, mm. as a subcategory. I explained the money for them. It's more than most of the categories they're in. They, yeah. they could not believe how much money is involved in gaming, and as a subcategory in esports. 
which is important to know. Yeah. It is a big thing. But the thing is, I think I've read somewhere that it makes more money than the film industry at the moment. It makes more money than the film and music industry combined. Yeah, exactly. So, so let that sink in. Absolutely baffling The to things me. that have been around since yeah. the beginning of our entertainment, shall we say, are, are both sidelined by yeah, this. And, that's and it's not a little bit more money. It's yeah, double. Yeah, it's a lot. Yeah. It's insane. I read about this. It's th those are staggering amounts yeah. of money. This is why it's so baffling to me that mainstream media seems so uninvolved and so... Because gaming is for children. <laughs> and <laughs> I don't understand. Yeah. I genuinely don't understand. Yeah. But anyway, tangent, tangent. Uh, tangent on tangent. <laughs> so yeah, the, the way they solved the uh, eSports Hearthstone tournament crisis in um, Helsinki, I'm going to say, was uh, suddenly... They saw that this was going the wrong way. And of course, they added a female category. They already had the <laughs> females lined up. They were ready. They already had a good spokesperson. What was interesting was that their um, presenters suddenly changed from being all male to including females <laughs> as well. Because they were there all the time. They would have been a part of it all the time. I, You know, you made a mistake. You ride it. You're wrong. But everybody knows it feels yeah, hypocritical. Exactly. Everybody knows what you did. <sighs> okay. That always makes me <laughs> it makes me cringe on the inside. <laughs> when it makes you me cringe that. on the outside. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. so <laughs> it's but you gotta always you gotta also give credit where it's due. They realized they made a mistake. Yeah, they fixed it. Maybe someone genuinely thought that that was a good reasoning for doing yeah. it. I'm I'm not. I don't always want to say that it's out of malice that they yeah. did this. They made a mistake. They righted it before the tournament started. They made sure f uh, women could participate as well. They didn't make an all-female league. They just introduced merged it. Yeah, yeah, they merged it as it should have been okay. from the start. Uh, another thing I wrote down about women in esports is about Gregory. I don't know if you know. Enlighten who me. That is, uh, Gregory is uh, when Overwatch just came out. She, it's a, a female esports player. Um, she streamed the game a lot, and she was a Zarya main, and she had an eighty percent win rate. That's so she a high win rate. She was very very good. Um, and the first year Overwatch League came out, I think that was twenty eighteen. I'm not. I don't want to say for sure. It was after Overwatch mm. came out, obviously. Yep. Um, she was not hired. No female players were hired. Uh, but she was the like it really stood out that she wasn't hired because she was really good and had such a mm -hmm. high win rate. Um, and there was a lot of controversy about it. And eventually, the next year, uh, a team hired her to just kind of be like, okay, she's hired now. Give us our brownie Shut points. <laughs> it's basically yeah, give us our brownie yeah, points, right? We have the female. Yeah, it was uh, Shanghai Dragons who hired her. Uh, so... It's a good team. So <laughs> extremely good team. Historically, not the most diverse team. No, but, um, yeah. but I don't know actually if she ever got to play. So I don't mm. know that part. But she was hired, you know. So and I don't actually know if there were any other female players hired in Overwatch League. And I know with Overwatch specifically that I I took a look at the ranking list recently. I couldn't find a woman on there. In top 500 or in no, Overwatch whoa, League? No, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> I ain't going to go over 500 <laughs> names. I'm, I'm talking the top, yeah, top. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which doesn't make sense. No, especially they because uh, Overwatch is known for having a very diverse player base. Yeah, absolutely. 
so it's very weird that still to me that the league is dominantly it's, male. <laughs> it's one of those situations. See, I'm personal opinion time. Yes. I'm not a fan of enforcing having a certain percentage of male, certain percentage of female. I'm a fan of enforcing hiring the correct person for the correct job based yes, on merit. And this person yeah. had merit. Yeah, exactly. So that 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 <laughs> won't fly with me. You know, I d- I don't agree with that. Yeah. Right? I don't think if you have someone with a let, let me say 20% win win rate versus 50% and the 20% is female and you got an all male team you have to hire the female one yeah i don't it agree doesn't with work that like either, that. They, it, that's just stupid if you look at the top 500 for each uh, yeah. each so support tank and dps mm-hmm. there's definitely some very good women in there absolutely so there's no argument about that so it's very weird that if you then look at the the leak itself that it's i think only men for the players at the moment. Can I can I be mean? You can, can be I mean. can I pander to gamers right now? Keep in mind I'm I'm one of you. <laughs> don't 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 burn <laughs> me at the stake. Um gamers are children at heart. Yeah. Um is it devil's advocate time? Is it when you have an all male team and you suddenly introduce a female element? Is is do they stop themselves from introducing a female element because they don't want the bullshit that might follow out of that? What do you mean that the bullshit? Relationship kind of develops between a male and a female player. It's within a competitive team. There's a maybe someone else has a crush. You know, it. Yeah, it, but I'm, I'm generalizing. Yeah. I'm moving it, but y- it happens. Yeah, but there's, uh, I think, one openly LGBTQ player in mm-hmm. there as well, who I think is uh, gay. Mm-hmm. So that argument about relationships kind of becomes void then. D- does it when one team but does so it versus all the others? <laughs> my 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 reasoning is that a lot of teams. I, I'm not saying it's a good reasoning. Yeah, uh, is that a lot of teams don't don't, want to do, don't introduce females the because they don't want yeah. the possible complications, yeah. as though people can't be professional. Yeah, right? I'm I'm looking at it. From the children are gamers yeah, and, and boys are bigger Like, children. this is a professional workplace. Mm. It is. Yeah. So, to me, that's, like, a void, <laughs> void argument. I, I <laughs> like agree. I agree. It's one... Uh, however, once again, I'm going to come back to this. It's always the ideal situation situation versus the, actual, the realistic yeah. situation. Ideally, you're professionals. Yes, but, like but realistically... Are you saying that there's never complications among men? They never fight. They never oh, have an argument. They not. never don't act professional. Like that's a bit. Men are always the the <laughs> epitome of, of courtesy and politeness among one another, especially in a competitive environment. Oh yeah, yeah, <laughs> most definitely. Yeah. Have you ever played a competitive game with a man? Never, <laughs> never. It's all these all these women I'm always playing against. It, it's I just want a, one male player. Is that oh so much to ask? Yeah. Wild, wild. Um, but yeah, to me, that's a bit like it's a professional workplace. There are st- standards. It and, should be. And like to say that a woman would bring more complications than men among each other, I don't agree with that. Like, because there can be issues among men as well, like personal issues as well, even about women as well, even without the women being in there. I so <laughs> I also agree with that. I just think it might be one of the factors playing into it. You talk about one of the factors. I actually went to go look up 
some possible reasons. Oh, hell, I'm not prepared for this. Go yeah, for it. Yeah, I uh, went to go read some interviews with uh, women in the industry who talk about why it might be. Mm-hmm. Um, and most of the same reasons came back. All right. So most of them had like about like the same reasons approximately, uh, which kind of makes sense. Um, one of them was that there are no role models for them. There is no women there at that's the moment. A, that's a good one. Uh, yeah. There's no one to look up to because they are the ones paving the way right now. There's no one to look at how they do makes it. Makes it very tough. Makes yeah. it very difficult. Uh, another one is fear of sexism, as you also brought up. I get that. They might be afraid of like the complications, as you call it. <laughs> um, b- being there on that stage. And also, there's another one that also was very interesting that we just talked about with the uh, RTL thing. The there's still this perception that gaming is targeted towards me. males, yeah. which yeah. is why they might be seen as an intruder between brackets. It takes a, it takes a strong woman to break through yeah. all of that. I, I agree. It's, a, uh, it's an unfortunate situation, right? Yeah, it's very, like, there's so many reasons these women are being held back, and it's a bit because sad. <laughs> because I, I take a look at the people, um, at my students, and mm. yes... There's a large percentage that are men. Mm. But it's not that that there's only 2% women. There's, yeah, there's it's a, it's a, I, I would say it's a 70-30 and it's getting, it's getting closer every year. For players, I thought I read in Flanders, it's 52-48. So ah, okay, I had women, a 60-40 uh, uh, I had a, a 52-48 is what I read last time. It's a good so ratio. It's, it's very good almost ratio. equal, basically. It's almost equal. It's almost like we're equal. <laughs> Holy! Let's not get too <laughs> controversial on this podcast. No, yeah. Yeah, and there's a few others. Like, um, there's this. This was also an interesting one. There's this socially constructed gender role idea that gaming has a male connotation. It has to do with that male targeting as well. If you think about video games the first thing you usually think of is men as well not women usually that's what happens if you have to like make a link in your brain you don't really think of women Mm -hmm. which is just something that is like that also because of uh the media targeting it towards men more than women but it's getting a lot to me that's getting a lot better it's one of those things. It's what I said. It's uh, There's a positive evolution. Mm. I see it among my students. Yeah, but you see it in, for example, advertisements for games as well. Yeah. Yeah. There's more like families or more, you know, boy and girl playing together, yeah. which is like something super small, but it it's makes... It's going to take time. In your head, that association with men yeah. starts to change, which yeah. is something that's very good. You also have to keep in mind that gaming has only started getting a certain coolness yeah, in the, in the in past recent, decade or yeah, so. Yeah, exactly. Because I, as a girl growing up on video mm-hmm. games, I used to be very bullied for liking video games mm-hmm. because it was not cool for girls to play video games. And, and, and it's okay for, for boys who are children yeah. to, to do that. But, but even but older boys, when they play Call of Duty, yeah, that was fine when I was growing up in, in high school. Yeah. But me playing Call of Duty, that was, that was weird. That was yeah. very weird. That was, and I'm glad that's changing. My yeah. sister is only six years younger than me, and she's never had the same issues I've had. See, that's so a good thing. 
that's a very good difference. And this takes time. Mm, exactly. It's the that's a the sad reality of it. We can we can keep pushing on this as hard as we want, but it just it's just going to take time and a little bit of confidence in the next generation of gamers yeah. to bring this with us. If we are already okay with it, we're mm. hoping that most people who do game are okay with it and we're hoping that especially the next generation brings these positive thoughts into the gaming atmosphere absolutely uh there's another reason uh the women in esports uh brought up mm -hmm. which is something you might have an opinion about um it's a targeted exclusion platforms like twitch uh when women are streaming on there they often get branded as for example it's it's a bit of a as city streamers as uh like e-girls like the typical the stereotypical like women who are just there to show off some skin not mm -hmm. to not to show skill right um which is definitely an interesting topic to talk about because there are women there who show some skill some skin and there's nothing wrong no. with showing some skin yes there's uh something wrong with showing no skill that's that is true that's the thing it's you can quickly feel if someone's genuine about a yeah. game that you like and if they genuinely like playing it or if they're just doing it for the attention. Yeah, absolutely. Unfortunately, that sullies the name because there were a lot of those kind of streamers just in it for the money, just in yeah. it for the, the quick, I'm going to cash in on the horny boys <laughs> grab. I'm, I'm going to call thing, it as I see but it. But the thing is, so they get branded like this, but they mm. also keep getting money because they keep getting viewers. Yeah. So it's a bit, to me, it's a bit hypocritical. Like, if you don't want to see women showing some skin on Twitch, don't go watch them. That is the thing to be <laughs> like. They will oh. not be there if you don't watch them. Don't don't put agency into the <laughs> hands of people. What do you think? Giving them responsibility <laughs> for their own actions. Oh. It's it, it's a for me. It's a it's a sensitive topic because I I think people need a bit of a thicker skin nowadays yeah yeah in an ideal world we wouldn't need that and i would love for our world to be <laughs> ideal like that yeah however you need to be a bit more of a realist when it comes to that we have gone through history through, through our entire human history of objectifying women and and treating them like objects mm. um it is better now yeah, <laughs> I, I don't think anyone can compare <laughs> this last uh, the last century to this and say, yeah. oh, it's a lot worse now. Those topics are coming to the fore a lot more. They're being discussed. We mm -hmm. are evolving as as a cultural species uh, yeah. towards a more uh, positive absolutely. attitude towards women uh, and the objectification of them. However, it's still in there. It's yeah. it's almost I would say in our DNA <laughs> to do so and. But there's me, also sometimes fine. not something wrong. Yeah, just I was looking about at a beautiful woman. I was about to say they can be there. They're absolutely yeah. fine with like I'm absolutely cool with a woman sitting there in her bikini because sometimes they are sitting there in their bikini. If she plays if good, she's comfortable with it. Yeah, if she's comfortable if she with it. She wants to do it. Yeah, exactly. And if she can play the goddamn gig. Yeah. That's the important <laughs> part for me. Like I don't care what she's wearing if she's playing good. Yeah. <laughs> There's something different for uh, people who sit behind their screens in bikinis who are not good at playing a game. That's called pornography. Yes. You uh, just there's watch different that. Websites if you that. There's different websites. You go there if you want yeah. that. When I watch Twitch or something like that, I don't care what you're wearing. 
add a bit yeah. of quirkiness to yourself. I mean, you got to differentiate in a way. Mm. Sometimes that's skin, but know that I'm going to be talk uh, walk uh, watching you game. Yeah, not exactly. You. Exactly. Yeah. So there's a bit of. But I get why that gives a negative impact yeah, to some women. Yeah, a bit of a yeah. stigma. To yeah, say I don't it. think uh, the the thing for me is women should be allowed to do that, just the same as men should mm -hmm. be allowed to sit yeah. there shirtless if they if they want to. They just shouldn't be forced to do Absolutely. that to get attention. They Absolutely. shouldn't be forced to do anything. No one should be forced, forced to, to do, do anything, anything yeah. they're not comfortable yeah, with. Yeah, exactly. Unfortunately, the ones with the most views are the ones with the most skin. So yeah. you want to break through that? It's it's, it's difficult. It's yeah. difficult. I'm not saying you can't do it. I'm just saying that's the easy way there. Mm, absolutely. That, that's the hard part, right? That's the, Because that's the reality of our situation. And it's once again that discussion between what's our ideal situation and what's our realistic situation. Mm. Our realistic situation is it that sex sells, exactly. skin sells. Absolutely. And if you're saying, I want to be a professional streamer, uh, as a woman, I, I want to break through those cliches. I'm not going to show some skin. It's very Hats difficult. off to you. Yeah. Like, I think you should. Mm. But it's going to be more difficult than if you do. Exactly. I have a personal question because we were talking about streamers now. Do go you go Do you go out of your way to find female streamers of the game you like? No. Do you do you watch the most popular ones or do you go look for someone you like or do you go out of your way to I find I look women, for personalities. I, yeah. I like... You know, of course, everybody does. You you want to watch the streamer who is funny, who, yeah, who exactly. appeals to your maybe wicked sense of humor, your play yeah. style as well. Who who does weird? At least for me, I like <laughs> I like weird streamers. I like I like people who are opinionated. Um, I like people that don't make me cringe. Mm. That's a big one. Yeah. Um, it's uh, no, I don't go out of my way looking for female streamers. I don't go out of my way looking for male streamers. You just look for streamers. And I look know. for personalities. <laughs> I look for the games I like. And then what could tickle my fancy? Yeah, very fair. Um, my favorite streamer is male. Mm -hmm. But for uh, for example, Overwatch, I did go out of my way to look for some female streamers. Because especially female streamers who are good as well. Both of them, both of the ones I watch are really good at the character I play as well. Because obviously watching helps as well. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so uh, for me, I thought I might as well go and look for some female streamers who are good as well. Um, and they're both very funny, so it's a plus. <laughs> yeah, I did, like I said, you watch what you want to yeah, watch. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, but to me, it's kind of like women, I wouldn't say they have it more difficult on Twitch than men. Sometimes, not always, but sometimes they do. Um, but for Overwatch, especially because there yeah. are so many women out there, uh, I thought I might as well go out of my way to go look for them. And so, and they happen to be funny and they happen to be cool. So it's all bonuses. And I probably, if they weren't, I probably would have gone and looked for someone else anyway. So. Well, once again, it's personal opinion time. Mm. Um, it's, here's the thing. I, I always tell this to my students as well when they're making an assignment and they haven't made it to the level that I expected of them yeah. and I ask them what happened and usually I get ah, it was difficult it mm. was difficult and I, I've, I've, gotten, I've grown quite fond of this saying uh, something being difficult is not a criteria it doesn't matter if something is difficult or not what are you going to do what are your options 
quit. Yeah. Quitting is not an option no. for me. So to say it is more difficult for, for female streamers, I agree. It, it, it is. And that's where that argument ends. Yeah. And then, then you get a choice. Either you participate in that whole stratosphere or you don't. And yeah. you have that choice in everything in your life. You know, you want to be a female firefighter. It's going to be a hell of a lot yeah. more difficult for you exactly, than for a man. Exactly. Purely yeah, physically. I agree with that. But then I also, like as a woman myself, mm-hmm. want to go out of my way to support them because I can. I get that. I get that. Like for me, it doesn't make much of a difference if I watch, like, except for like also personality, because for me, that's also quite important. Yeah. But if it was like a male or a female with the same personality, they're just as good. I would probably go for the female one just because I want to support them. Absolutely. I think fine. (laughs) Which, once again, we're all consumers. We can make our own choices. It doesn't matter what your reason is. Exactly. That's also true. You do whatever you want to do. And we'll we'll end, uh, end the stream on <laughs> that. Whatever <note>. works for <laughs> you. Um, so the first episode of season two of Game for Thought. That one finished. flew by. Yeah. I yeah. feel like our, our esports devolved into women in games. <laughs> which <laughs> which is okay. Thing. Which is okay. Which is okay. <laughs> we started off with esports. We're gonna we're gonna do a lot of tangents this season. <sighs> I yeah, love it. and I did tangent. that as well, so it's okay. It's all good. It's all okay. Um, things I need to say here. Uh, we need to summarize the stream. So we do the stream, the podcast. Uh, we do. Yeah, we okay. always do this. Okay, give it your best. Um, <laughs> esports is fun. Um, don't be sometimes. dicks to each other. Don't be dicks dicks to each other. Uh, esports is a very new industry, which is which comes with. Some growing issues. It's uh, it's got growing pains. Yeah, absolutely, it's absolutely got growing pains. Um, women in esports should be treated fairer. Should be treated as fair as men. Exactly. There, th- that's the thing. We're exactly. not there yet. We're not there yet. I think that is a good summary. We're not there yet. But we should. But we should be. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then I need to plug DA, who supports us here. Let, who lets us do this? Who may, who pays Robin? <laughs> I get paid to be here. <laughs> um, and Quindo, who lets us use their equipment and studio. Thank you. Um, and uh, I th- don't know where the streams for DA is. Uh, I don't know either. Streams. I'm woefully unprepared <laughs> when it comes to that <laughs> kind of schedule. Uh, keep an eye on DA's social media. They'll probably announce it there. And... And I just need to plug myself, which is at Fear the Fairy ninety nine on Twitter. Robin does not have a plug. I don't. I don't do <laughs> plugs. You wanna. You want more of me? You enroll in DAE's curriculum, and you'll <laughs> have my classes. And it's where I just do this every week <laughs> for one hour. But at the end, I get to quiz you on it. Ah, sounds fun though. Um, it's a lot of fun. <laughs> There will also be um, Game for Thought social media, hopefully up by when this episode is. So keep an eye out for those. And can we have a little preview of what we're going to do during this season? We got a couple of subjects. Yeah, a couple of subjects. Highlights were an interview, hopefully. I don't know if you remember. An interview, hopefully, with the people who made uh, Divinity. Oh, right. Yeah, I was going to try to get um, 
some people yeah. from Larian. I, I don't I, I wanted to say Sven Winker, but he's he's very busy right now with the release of Baldur's Gate. Um, and he's always asked as a speaker everywhere. Um, but yeah, I wanna I wanna get some people here. I wanna get some actual developers. Yeah, that would be super cool. Instead I'm of a journalist and a teacher, <laughs> what the hell do they know about gaming? Um, uh, that'd be very cool. I'm very excited for that. And another one I'm very excited about is the drunk history. Are you? Going yeah, to do. <laughs> I was gonna say I'm looking forward to drunk game history. I don't know if it's gonna be the last one, if it's in the middle, or if it's whenever we feel like we need a good drink yeah, with exactly. our game history. Um, it's it's basically I'm a game history teacher. I want to go through everything, but I want to get <laughs> faced uh, yeah. before doing it, <laughs> and then I want to discuss key and, moments. Uh, I'll just be here, be drunk, and ask stupid questions. So Perfect. let's see if we can get someone else in there <laughs> that's also drunk at that time. That'd be funny. That would be funny. It'll be good. It'll be good. I'm very excited for this season. I don't know if Robin is, but I am. So that's enough. <laughs> so more alcohol, <laughs> more ethical topics, more me being a dick about things. Game for Talk podcast. Reflections on ethics and gaming. With Ruth and Robin. And Robin. And Robin. And Robin.